0: And with supporters like you, they can reclaim our rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future to learn more and support their cause. Hey, you're listening
1: to Intuit from Vulture and New York Magazine. I'm your host, Sam Sanders. In this episode, what is the deal with Britney Spears? I mean, actually, what is the deal with Britney Spears fans? If you spend enough time on TikTok... You will soon see there's a subset of Britney fans who have become, just gonna say it, conspiracy theorists. Seriously, there's this one TikTok all about Britney's teeth. Especially Britney, her bottom teeth have always been a part of her smile. It's got this creepy music playing. And these computer-modulated voices talking over all these pictures and video clips of Britney. We always used to see her top and bottom row of teeth quite frequently. She never has had missing teeth on her bottom row, and she has never had all gum on the bottom row. And these voices are basically saying Britney Spears' teeth look different now in all the social content she posts. This person looks like a baby's mouth when they start to cut teeth we don't see the bottom row of teeth. Here looks like a row of gums. And for that reason, these superfans argue that Britney has been cloned or disappeared or that the Britney we see is all AI. Yes, there are a lot of people on Al Gore's internet arguing that Britney Spears, as we know her, is actually some QAnon level conspiracy. Ask yourself this. Why has her smile completely changed? We're going to get into all of that this episode with a colleague of mine who has spent months on this very story. Her name is Rebecca Jennings. She's a reporter at Vox, and she just published a piece for New York Magazine all about Britney's most intense fans and what the hell they're doing online. There's so much to unpack here, so let's just get into it. Here's Rebecca. Rebecca.
2: So the story is about how the Free Britney movement in the wake of the end of her conservatorship in November of 2021 has kind of split into at least two factions. And those two factions are people who are like, great, we did our job. Britney's free, leave her alone. And the faction who are like, Britney may actually not be as free as we think she is. And it's sort of telling the story of how that split happened all the tiny little directions and really, really weird and really dark directions that the theories have gone in, and whether any of them have any legitimacy, and how Brittany feels about it. And, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So we cannot talk about these factions without talking about Britney's last fifteen years. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, people know the big broad strokes. Uh, Britney Spears had some mental health issues, and then she ended up in a conservatorship for 13 years. Mm -hmm. And then she got out of it. I guess to start, how did her conservatorship start? Mm -hmm. And remind us what exactly a conservatorship is.
2: So a conservatorship is a legal situation in which someone is deemed not to have, you know, control over their finances or their personhood or their well-being. And so um, the court or people around that person designate people to handle those things for them. And a conservatorship in general is quite a controversial even concept for obvious reasons, Um, because when you, you decide that someone else is unfit to take care of themselves, it becomes very difficult for them to win that trust back from people. As Britney kind of emulates, it took her 13 years to prove to people that she she was capable of being on her own. But Britney was first in a conservatorship because of, you know, a series of incidents that took place in 2007 where, um, When she was deemed kind of unfit by the really the entire world, it's kind of a cliche to say, but like we are all kind of complicit in the framing of this woman as you know a crazy person. Um, People in
1: that moment, it was so visual, right? I remember when she cut her hair. We've got this photo now from the x17online.com, and it appears to show the pop star shaving her own head. I remember Mm -hmm. when she stormed the paparazzi vehicle with an umbrella. I remember a lot of stuff around whether or not she was fit to have her kids the 26 year old pop star was brought by ambulance to a los angeles hospital from her beverly hills home
0: another chapter in her long-running custody battle with ex-husband kevin Federline over their two sons right
2: there was a lot of that and yeah just mental health issues in general so this is yeah. this all stems from you know that one pretty pretty rough year
1: Yeah. And so she ends up in this conservatorship, which basically means people around her are in charge of her affairs and Mm -hmm. her business dealings and her money. But what I found so interesting during that entire 13 years was that for most of it, she kept working. She kept putting out songs. She kept touring. She had a Vegas residency. They made her work.
2: Yeah, and that's sort of one of the central kind of paradoxes of the conservatorship because, you know, you would think that if a woman is so incapable of running her life, how would she be releasing multiple albums, doing tours, things like things that are very taxing on a person? And part of that, it's sort of become evident is because she was such a cash cow for her conservators. Mm. It was very expensive to employ people in the conservatorship, people who Britney had no ability to decide who they were because she was mm. already deemed unfit to make her mm. own decisions. There's these layers and layers of sort of ability abuse and potential
1: abuse. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about how she gets out of it before mm-hmm. we get into where her superfans stand now. Everyone can remember the flurry and the media frenzy around the court case that eventually got her free. <laughs> Talk to us briefly about what happened with all of that Mm -hmm. and how Britney fans... Help start that process?
2: Yeah, it definitely played a played a part of it. Um, one of the biggest turning points in the Free Britney movement was in 2019 when a kind of whistleblower from from Britney's team told the podcast Britney's Gram, which was this podcast run by these two women who kind of like decoded her funny Instagram posts. We got a voicemail from an anonymous source uh, that we have verified, worked as a paralegal in an office involved in Britney's conservatorship. But basically told them that Britney had been placed against her will in a mental facility. And during that whole time, Britney was forced to lie about it and say, yeah, I'm fine, I'm just taking some time off my tour because my dad is sick. But meanwhile, she was in this mental facility. So that was a huge kind of wake-up call to a lot of people who had already been paying attention. And ever since then, you know, the movement's only grown. We had um, multiple documentaries about Britney's conservatorship, um, a couple sort of exposés about what happened behind the scenes. And then Britney gave a really harrowing testimony in court about her experience of life under the conservatorship.
3: After I've lied and told the whole world I'm okay and I'm happy, it's a lie. I thought I just maybe I said that enough. Maybe I might become happy because I've been in denial. I've been in shock. I am traumatized.
1: Now that she's free, what does her life look like?
2: So I think what's interesting is that her life looks, I think, to the public, largely the same. You know, she's still posting her sort of quirky Instagram photos of herself dancing in her house, posting, you know, lots of emoji captions, which she's always loved to do, uh, posting selfies. She got married to her boyfriend of a few years, Sam Asgari, in June of 2022. And since then, she's been on vacations to Mexico, Puerto Rico, Hawaii. She's released two singles. She just announced that she's her memoir, which has been a like, I mean, it will probably be like the hugest celebrity memoir of recent memory. Let me memory. tell you, yeah. <laughs> Prince Harry who? Prince Harry
1: who? Sparing <laughs> got nothing on Britney.
2: Literally. Um, so that's coming out in October. You know, she's been busy. She's been working. Yeah. She's been on vacation. She seems to be, you know, enjoying life despite these kind of unfavorable stories coming out about her in the tabloids.
1: Yeah. Well, and this is the thing. It's like, I thought once she got out, that she was kind of just living her life and being free. We've all seen the numerous TikToks and Instagram reels where she's just like at her house dancing. Mm -hmm. And she looks like a woman that has like been through it, but found some peace and light on the other side. And I'm generally just like, good for you, girl. Yeah. But (laughs) there are a lot of Britney fans who were part of the Free Britney movement who now see those videos and see conspiracy and who sees secrets and lies? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the factions of this former Free Britney coalition—they've become full-on conspiracy theorists about the state of her health and her life. What is that about?
2: So yeah, so obviously they would not call themselves conspiracy theorists. Um, and would you? <laughs> um, I think there's <laughs> there, I think there's nuance in everything. Yeah. I also think you know one important thing to to note is that. The mainstream media thought that Free Britney altogether was crazy until basically mm. 2021, 20, mm. almost. Mm. Um, and so I, I think that we have to acknowledge the fact that there were so many times that Free Britney, in its kind of original version before she was out of the conservatorship, looked to regular people as a conspiracy theory. And that the people who are still kind of poring over every Instagram or every like career move she makes and sees conspiracy, it's sort of like, well, can you blame them? You know, because can you blame this, them? Yeah. The, that's kind of the way that this movement has always operated. Um, yeah. But that, having yeah. said that, yeah, I, I think that there's a, there's a big part of the movement that has been really, really laser focused on what they see as abnormalities or, or oddities or glitches maybe in some of her posts and, um, there's theories that she's been held in a mental health facility against her will just as she was in 2019 and then and that she's been replaced with ai or a body double wow. or a clone or whatever i mean those wow. are the most extreme theories and then there are people who say that actually she's still kind of in this conservatorship. We just don't know about it because it's all about in the secret document um, huh. that happened after the yeah. conservatorship was quote unquote over. And those those people, they blame people who Britney is surrounded by. They think that they are using her for money and controlling her so they can profit off of her.
1: More on all the conspiracies of Bianon and a wellness check of Britney that went viral when we come back. But first, listeners, before we go to break, I'm going to remind you, as I always do, tell your friends about this show, rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to this show, make this show as viral as those wacky TikToks about Britney's teeth, and leave Britney alone. Okay? Thank you.
3: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is...
0: Like, who would have thought? Watch Running Sucks at runningsuckstheseries.com and learn more about how Team Milk is helping women runners across the country conquer their next course.
1: So of this Free Britney movement, once she got free, a lot of those fans said, good, we did it. And they actually moved on to help with other conservatorship issues with other people. Yeah. But there is this faction you speak of that doesn't think it all is well with Britney and that something's amiss. When you start to dig through the evidence that faction posts online to make their case, it gets kind of creepy. I yeah. came upon this TikTok in which they analyze one of those videos of Britney Spears dancing at her house, and it's this weird, like, AI computer voice in a low horror movie tone.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: basically telling me over the course of a minute and a half that those aren't Britney's teeth. <laughs> and by the end of the TikTok, they're trying to make the case that it's not even really Britney. Yeah. This is the level of discourse mm-hmm. within this faction of fandom. Mm-hmm. Some people don't even think that we're seeing her.
2: Right. Exactly. TikTok plays a huge part in this faction of the Free Britney movement because, you know, for, for a few months at least after the conservatorship ended, most Free Britney people were like, okay, great, like, this is awesome that we did our job. We did, we did job. it,
0: yeah. We yeah. did it.
2: And it wasn't really until after Britney got married where this kind of content really began to go viral on, on TikTok especially. Um,
1: Why did the marriage trigger that?
2: So the wedding was... Not the typical celebrity wedding that I think people are used to seeing. She married Sam Asghari in June at her house in 2022. People have always commented on how Britney posts kind of like low-res quality photos of herself and videos of herself. And people have always been kind of suspicious of that for one reason or another. The photos that emerged from her wedding were were similar. You know, there were kind of these glamour shots of Sam and very few photos where you saw Brittany's face or there was a lot of ones hmm. taken from her from behind. People hmm. thought that her hair wasn't done properly, um, which is, you know, like this is r- kind of nasty speculation. Like, why doesn't she look but also, you know, like yeah. Her hair <laughs>
1: extensions were weird from the start and exactly. I'm not going to hold that like, against her. I'm sorry. Like, right. I always like, knew there were extensions back there.
2: Yeah, like that's just how Britney's hair has looked for the past ten years, and people noted that certain celebrities were there. Some of them were like, "Okay, of course, Paris Hilton and Madonna are going to be there. They've long been friends with Britney." And then others, you know, like Selena Gomez, and everyone was like, "What?"
1: Well, and she even talked about how weird the wedding was, like on a late night show later, yeah. right? Yeah, Selena, I wanted to ask you about uh, this wedding. You went to Britney Spears's wedding last yeah. week, yes, right? I did. On Thursday, yes. a Thursday <laughs> wedding. Doesn't that usually indicate that? The bride and groom are trying to get, a, like, a, a discount.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. Oh, yeah. And also, the next day, Brittany posted an Instagram saying that, like, I had a panic attack before my wedding. Like, this was a crazy day, but it ended up being really fun.
1: Well, and her ex-boyfriend stormed the gates.
2: Yeah. Her her ex-husband of, like, three days, a bajillion years ago, attempted to break into her house, like, hours before the ceremony um, and was armed with a knife. I talked to people that are close to her and they were terrified. And that's obviously a crazy thing to happen right before you get married, so. But I think, you know, part of the actual weirdness has been it's drifted away from its original context and now, like, people are, like, ascribing all sorts of other different meanings to these kind of off
1: images. Yeah, so people in this distinct faction of the Free Britney fandom, They have big questions about the wedding, but they also have big questions about the so-called care plan she's been under since she left the conservatorship. Yeah. What is this care plan and what are the issues with it?
2: So, okay, when people talk about the care plan, they're talking about this thing called a termination plan, which which really is this document that after the end of the conservatorship, they had to do some like administrative changeover things uh, where, you know, Jodie Montgomery, who was like fiduciary and she was uh, Britney Spears' personal conservator for many years. She and Britney's team of doctors developed this termination plan about just kind of handing over the records for her medical history and information about her sons. Again, like we don't know what's in this document uh, because it is sealed for her privacy. It says it's to ensure that there are guidelines in place for some supportive decision making to help her adjust and transition to life outside the conservatorship. In all it seems like a really boring document, um, but certain people within this kind of newer Free Britney faction believe that what it really is is kind of a secret quasi-conservatorship, um, which is sealed not because of health sensitivities and privacy, but because they don't want the public to know that she's still being kept in some kind of conservatorship. And I, I would just like to point out some ironies in that theory. This goes along with another theory where people think that the people who are, quote unquote, controlling her social media are making her look bad intentionally so that they can force her into a new conservatorship and that they're the ones making huh. stories to the tabloids huh. so that the public will be, you know, like on team that Britney needs to go back in a conservatorship of some kind. Obviously, the great irony there is if Britney was really in a conservatorship already, why would they need to do that? Um, but Yeah, they could just
1: take her away from public eye totally <laughs> yes. and be like, well, we got her. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Um, and it's sort of like any conspiracy theory where you, the next piece of evidence, people will find a way to kind of explain it away.
0: And but for yeah,
2: whatever,
0: this their, is the
1: thing. Yeah this is the thing I want to talk about how far these fans have gone because there was one instance where one of the super fans like called the police to Britney's house to do a wellness check after seeing a video or not seeing something I want to talk about how far they've gone but I also want to just take a second to say that kind of sleuthing online and conjecture and drawing conclusions feels very QAnon Oh, yeah. And in fact, uh, some of the OG Free Britney people have referred to this faction as B-Anon. Yes. Wow. (laughs) How how big are the QAnon similarities, in your opinion, having covered this now?
2: So it's it's kind of funny, actually, because before she was out of conservatorship, there were like Matt Gates, the creepy congressman, he had a Free Britney era for a minute because what he saw and what a lot of other QAnon people saw um, as laid out in this QAnon-y documentary called Slave Princess by Liz Crokin, who's a big uh, QAnon lady. Um, huh. What they saw was, you know, a, a beautiful blonde woman being controlled by the Hollywood elite.
1: So there's similarities is what you're saying. There's similarities. Yeah.
2: I mean, the, and when you're talking about theories that that kind of defy or sort of skirt the lines of logic I think you're always going to attract a certain type of person who thinks a little bit more extremely than others Um, yeah so there's always been kind of like that strain no one that I talk to that kind of believes in the sort of what we would call like conspiracy theories likes the term being on they're like we are not QAnon we we we're just looking at the evidence you know they're they're pretty reasonable people to talk to, um, so yeah. it's it's interesting to have that comparison. But uh, but I understand the desire to sort of label that faction mm-hmm. as sort of you know totally yeah. radical or or something.
1: What are the furthest lengths members of this faction have gone to? I mentioned mm-hmm. uh, one of these intense fans calling the police to go to Britney's house to do a wellness check. Yeah, talk about what happened there, and tell me if anything bigger and crazier has happened with these fans.
2: Totally. So in late January of this year, Brittany posted a photo on Instagram of a car, the Porsche 911 Carrera. Um, Great car. (laughs) You know it?
1: (laughs) I mean, I see it. I'll never have it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Go ahead.
2: And, you know, what they thought was like, why would anyone post the exact make and model of the car if they weren't like crying out for help for someone to call 911. A while after that, she deleted her Instagram altogether, which huh. she has done in the past. She continues to do sometimes and never for very long. There was a few people who were TikTokers in this Free Britney space who got on a call together and they were talking about like what they should do. And, you know, I've, I've talked to one of the people that was on that call he regrets it. The other woman also regrets it. Um, she posted an apology re- video, but they were talking, they went on TikTok live, we're talking about the situation. One person, w- another woman, um, came on the live and offered to call the uh, non-emergency line to the Ventura County uh, Sheriff's Office.
3: And right. who would you like us to check on?
2: Brittany Spears.
0: Okay, and why do you feel that she needs
2: to be checked on? Um, there's been suspicious activity um online and now her account has been deleted and that they were so like wild. it's wild Yeah, it's wild. I mean it look looking back it's so wild and they were like okay it felt like felt like the right thing to do. No, don't be <laughs> nervous, girl. You got it. You got it. <laughs> just, just be like great job.
0: <clears throat> great job. Great
1: job. Thank you. This is the thing, the video yeah. of this superfan calling the police on Britney's behalf, that goes viral.
2: Yes. And it didn't Whoa. go <laughs> it didn't go viral until after it happened someone posted a video of it to Twitter. And that is where uh. it was just like go get him!" Like and so the entire fandom obviously were like, was like that's
0: not okay. Guys Time to let Britney live life on her own terms and stop trying to control her and control the narrative. Just allow her to be.
2: Britney even responded. She was like, y'all crossed a boundary, which, like, of course they did. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of the people on the call, you know, deleted their entire, like, internet presence. The other person posted an apology video. They were sort of, like, enemy number one in the in the fandom um, for a really long time. Um, yeah. And everyone expressed regret about what they did. Totally.
1: Yeah. So, Brittany responded to that incident. Um, in general, does she respond to any, all, most of this stuff? Every day, every few days, some of these super fans are doing the thing where they're thinking she's not okay. She must mm-hmm. see it. Does she respond?
2: Uh, she doesn't really respond to these kind of theories. What she responds to or tends to respond to is the articles that come out about her in, in TMZ and The Daily Mail and Page Six. These are the tabloids that have been on, like, this Britney beat for a long time, obviously. And that kind of stuff seems to warrant a response from her. But the kind of stuff that goes viral on TikTok, I have no idea how much time she spends on TikTok. It seems to be like she's mostly an Instagram girly. I've heard from sources who are close to her, like, she does see, like, more than people think, which I think is the case for many celebrities. Yeah, I know. It's awful. It's
1: awful. Do you think she's okay? You've been reporting on this story for a while. I'm guessing you're as big of a Britney fan as I am, if not more. (laughs) We're all concerned about her Mm because we love her. Mm -hmm. Do you think she's okay?
2: I think that how could anyone be okay when you have this kind of attention on you? It's like when you, your whole life has kind of been destroyed by your own family, by the kind of system that made you famous, that is what has destroyed you. Like, who can you possibly trust? How can you ever feel okay again? You know, all the money in the world can't replace that sense of trust and freedom that she was robbed of. But I I hope that she's okay as she can be. You know, like, whenever she posts pictures of herself dancing, she seems to be, like, so joyful. And, like, it's just what she was, like, put on this earth to do is perform. And she seems to love it. It seems like... All that stuff, it's probably much better off dealt with in private.
1: Do any of the suspicions that these fans have, any that you've reported on and covered for writing this piece, do any of them hold weight to you? Like me personally, I don't get the teeth stuff. I'm like people's – celebrities' teeth, you never know. They're celebrities and they can pay for teeth if they want to. But some of the wedding stuff, I'm like, ooh. Like does any of this stuff make you say,
2: huh? Yeah. I mean, I think, to be fair, I I think that a lot of this stuff is a little bit odd. And what what I will say about, like, the teeth is I talked to someone who, you know, has been in Free Britney, Jared Lipscomb. He's been in, like, you know, the OG Free Britney crew for a long time. He was a hair and makeup artist for celebrities, and so he, like, you know, knows through the grapevine of people who've worked with her and whatever. But that a lot of the confusion among this other faction is that, like, they just don't really understand about what L.A. celebrity culture is. One of which is that, like, people think that she's being trafficked because she's dining in hotels. But it's like, no, celebrities dine in hotels because there's, like, a private entrance for them to go in. There you Um, go. Yeah. yeah. And, like, why are her teeth moving? It's like, well, she probably doesn't have to wear her retainer anymore because she's not being mm-hmm. controlled. Or, like, you know, he was like, I know her hairstylist. Like, she hates having her hair done, and that's why her hair is not done the way that people want it to be done. And so I think things like that are, like, yeah, you know, th- she isn't a normal celebrity, but also because she has not never had the normal celebrity kind of life and experience. But I think so much of this can be explained by... Mental health and expecting consistency from someone who has, you know, a history Been like Britney's, yeah. yeah, like you can't expect consistency. And when you see inconsistencies, that doesn't mean that it's anyone else controlling her or that she's in danger. Mm. It just means that she mm. uh, contains multitudes and way, way, way more multitudes than like anyone should ever have to deal with. And so, yeah. us not understanding that is is understandable. Mm.
1: All right, when we come back, we'll talk more about this age of TikTok sleuthing and the extra scrutiny that female celebrities are always under. Before we go, though, I've got to remind you, I've said it here on the show before. We got a little book club going on. I'm reading the book. You should be reading the book. It's by Brandon Taylor, one of my favorite new authors. The book is called The Late Americans. Read it, send us questions about the book, and I'll take your questions to Brandon Taylor himself later in August for an episode that we'll publish towards the end of next month. It's going to be good. Book clubs are fun. The Late Americans by Brandon Taylor. Read it. Write us about it. We'll talk about it soon. You can email questions to intuit at vulture.com.
0: Support for this podcast comes from Planned Parenthood. Your body is your own.
1: I want to spend a little time, just a few minutes, on getting into how these internet detectives do their sleuthing around Britney. Mm -hmm. Does TikTok make it easier to do the sleuth work? I mean, I will say the most resonant thing about the free Britney movement, content-wise, that I've seen was that really weird TikTok about her teeth. And I'm like, oh, this worked so well because it was video kind of made just for this platform. Something about TikTok seems like it would make the work of a free Britney truther that much easier? Because something about those videos just feels so much more visceral than a tweet or a Facebook post.
2: Very much, and I mean, as uh, most of my reporting experience at Vox has been covering TikTok, and so I am very aware of how TikTok is so so much better than any other social platform at like spreading a single idea and making it very 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 viral um, because of the pathos that you can you can watch on TikTok. It's someone's talking to you. It's it's visual. It's it's sound. It's it's you know the algorithm that can kind of. Take one random person's video and, and shove it in front of millions of people's faces. Like it is unparalleled in terms of like spreading an idea or a single video or a trend or whatever. And I think Br- Free Britney has absolutely been caught up in the sort of tornado of TikTok trends.
1: Well, this is so interesting to me because we had a conversation about a totally different scandal, scandaval, <laughs> um, in the Bravo universe, but a mm-hmm. lot of diehard vanderpump fans became tiktok sleuths and were making these videos to like show the evidence of when the affair started and who was harmed by it and that's a very tiktok thing the way you can remix these videos it allows you to play detective because you can take this part and extend it or put that part with this part you can kind of build a puzzle yourself yeah that feels very tiktokian
2: Oh my gosh, yes. One of the kind of truthers that I talked to, she's kind of big on TikTok and she, her bio is just like, I'm a professional Britney Spears investigative journalist. And so there's so much of like playing investigative journalist or playing, journalist. Yeah, or playing detective, uh, which has always been part of the free Britney movement because like, again, like, the mainstream media wasn't really paying attention to it for so long and so people were sort of stepping into that role of like okay well then we'll figure it out Um mm. and you know when people try to be journalists sometimes it gets messy and I don't like I'm not trying to gatekeep I'm just saying like you know the reason why this story has taken so long is because there's fact check there's multiple interviews with every single person named in the piece we have multiple editors reading this reading over this multiple story drafts. Like, we have a, a thousand a draft. I don't draft. think it's a final draft. So yeah, it's it takes so it takes so many people, so much work, fact checking cannot be understated. So yeah. there's there's a difference between one person trying to play detective and a publication publishing a story. And that's why I think stories tend to not be quite as grabby and addicting as as a TikTok video might be because A, they're short. You know, you can watch them and be like, oh my God, like I just learned so much in 60 seconds. Um, whereas something like this, you have to sit down and read 5,000 words by some random lady, uh, <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, it, it's a completely different, it's a different kind thing. of thing. Yeah.
1: You know, there have always been super fans. Like yeah. always. Uh, my mother, fun fact, really big Elvis fan. Oh my God. was surprised me. I'm ah. like, baby, there was better music. Anywho. <laughs> right?
3: Um,
1: but there've always, there's always been superfans. But I wonder, is the level of superfan present in this free Britney truther fandom, is that level of fandom only possible in the era of social internet? You couldn't do half of these things before platforms like TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, mm-hmm. right? It makes for a different kind of superfan, no?
2: Well, I think that you could do them. It's just that no one would know. Like, no one, oh. like, the only reason that this is, I think, even a story is that this is all public. And this would not mm. be public if we didn't have something like TikTok or or Twitter, which which are reasonably good, like, discovery tools. These are, mm. this is why these have gone sort of mainstream. Not saying that these ideas mm. are mainstream, but, like, I have people who are, like, you know, my offline friends who, like, aren't journalists or don't work in the media. They'll be like don't you think Britney's Instagram is, like, weird? Or, like, they'll have seen a TikTok, and I'm like, no, like, <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: yeah. So, so it's my view is that once it becomes to the level of, like, this is now in the public realm of discourse, then we kind of have to contextualize and explain it. Whereas I think before... When people do things in private or just at, like, closed fan conventions, it doesn't enter the public conversation. But now that we live in a world where everything is in the public conversation, it becomes part of it.
1: I'm wondering if you have big thoughts in wrapping this story, if there's something to be said here about the way our society and the way these free Britney truthers treat women in the public eye particularly Mm -hmm. women who start being celebrities pretty young.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's such a kind of paternalistic instinct that a lot of us have with our favorite celebrities, especially a celebrity that we've known since we were kids or that, you know, a lot of these people are similar ages to Britney, maybe a couple years younger, and they feel they want to protect her because in a way they're sort of protecting themselves, like the younger version of themselves. And so I totally understand that instinct. But at the same time, I think that we've been taught by the celebrity machine to look out for any kind of inconsistencies because that would mean something much much bigger than a simple inconsistency. That would mean that someone's in trouble, especially someone like Britney who has such a storied history of not following the script of of a typical celebrity. You know, she has a very public breakdown and I hate to use that word but like that's what people called it and now it's sort of like everyone's on the lookout for that to happen again or this this instinct that we're like we there's nothing protecting Britney except for me like I have to keep posting my videos and my tweets so that everyone stays vigilant and like raising awareness you know what these people are doing they think is important and they think it's really good. And I think no matter how many times Brittany herself says, like, please stop invading my privacy, um, how many times she locks her comments, because the whole time people are just like, where is Britney? Where is like, yeah. are you real? Do you need help? Like she they're going to find excuses to not believe it. And I think it's hard to put that yeah. back in the box once it's open.
1: And I find it's a thing that only happens to women. Yeah. How many men in the public eye go through all kinds of stuff and are going through trauma and showing erratic behavior. There's not the wellness check to their house. I remember when like Brad Pitt was down bad for a little bit. There were allegations of him being abusive. He was an alcoholic and admitted it. Mm -hmm. At no point did a Brad Pitt super fan say, let me call the cops so they can go do a wellness check at his home. Right? Right. Like it just feels like this is not a thing that happens to men.
2: No, totally. Obviously, probably people felt like they didn't have to call the cops because it was already in Mm -hmm. litigation. But but still, no, I think you're absolutely right. We don't feel this need to, like, quote unquote, protect men the way that we want to quote unquote, protect Britney, even though I would argue that it's not protecting her at all. But I think we feel a lot more entitled to women's lives and personal lives as though if they're not sharing everything about their lives with us and they're keeping secrets. Whereas men are allowed to be mysterious. Whereas women, it's like, she posted a, a kind of weird Instagram, like she needs help, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. It's funny, speaking of men who don't get this treatment, uh, my colleague Takas just slacked me and said, yeah, Ben Affleck. Yeah, ben Affleck dude. has been down, down bad, bad. <laughs> down bad, and ain't nobody calling Ben Affleck's house except J Lo. You know there are no that <laughs> checks on Ben Affleck, and you kn- you knew when that dragon tattoo showed up on his back, something wasn't right.
2: Yeah, dude. Like, oh my god. Like it's so <laughs> it's so annoying.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do you see any silver lining in this piece? Does anything from your reporting? give you hope about Britney Spears, about the way fans treat celebrities, about the way our culture treats women?
2: I actually have a lot of hope for Britney herself. After talking to a couple people that are like close to her, I just am really rooting for her. And I think everyone I've talked to for this piece is rooting for her. It's just the matter of showing it in different ways. It made me kind of realize that you might see a wild... TikTok post of some of something where you're like, "Oh my god, how do people get this idea in their head?" And you talk to them, and it's like they're reasonable people. You know, it's it's. I think people's intentions are good. Basically, is what I'm saying, and it sort of made me empathetic to, to all sides here, um, mm. and yeah. in a way that kind of surprised me. I was sort of like when I first started reaching out to people or like seeing like the most wild theories I could find. I was a little nervous, you know, like as a journalist, a lot of this corner of the internet is pretty skeptical of the mainstream media. And I I definitely got a lot of that. But for the large part, I was sort of like, they think that what they're doing is good, even though I might not agree with it.
1: Yeah. How worried are you about the reaction you're going to get for this piece?
2: (laughs) Um, I, I, it's, (laughs) I don't, it's hard to say. I mean, I hope that the people in the piece can extend me the same kind of grace that I've extended them, I would like to say. Um, but also I, I can handle it. <laughs> I'm not worried.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. I have I have gotten uh gotten yelled at by some people uh mm. already and you know what? They're just doing their job and yeah. I'm doing mine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Reading your piece and talking with you today, it like reminds me that Britney Spears is the most tragic pop star of our time. Mm-hmm. Like, she gave away so much and she lost so much and so much was taken from her, but the whole time she kept just trying to give us good music and help us dance. <laughs> Literally. I know. Like, she gave up her adolescence to become a pop star way young. Mm-hmm. She you know, lost her young adulthood and lost her children over mental health stuff and then still kept giving us music. Yep, She lost control of her career and her business dealings. And she still gave us music, still toured, saw still a Vegas residency. More than any other pop star, it feels like she just continues to die for our sins and give us more and give us more when more is just taken from her. And even now, yep. she, you know, is still trying to give us fun, even as we take her peace of mind from her. Like, I don't know. My whole feeling with all of this is just like, I hope Britney Spears finds peace. And I hope that we as a society let her have it. Yeah. Because the only thing she's ever done for us is given us stuff. She's given us bop. She's given us choreo. She's given us moments. She's she's given us amazing. And we've just like taken from her. So I hope we stop taking and I hope she finds peace. That's it.
2: I love that. And like anyone can look at moments in their life and there's a Britney Spears track associated with like every moment almost. It's like, she gives us so much joy. Like who doesn't get excited when a Britney song comes on at the Literally. club? Like there you are know? exciting,
1: Brit- there are exciting songs that are just referencing Britney and the Britney <laughs> song was on. Like <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how great her songs are. Even yes. the songs referencing her songs are hits.
2: Yes, exactly. Um, her music has populated our lives with so much joy and so many memories. And, I hope that that's what sticks out when we talk about her.
1: Yeah. I mean, dare I say, I think my concluding thought for this conversation is, it's cliche, but leave Britney alone. Yeah. That's it. Everyone leave just wants alone. a
2: piece of her.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Hey, well, thank you for doing this work. Uh, I hope your experience after this article publishes isn't horrible. <laughs> and we'll talk offline about our favorite Britney Spears songs.
2: Yay. Toxic. Toxic, toxic. Um, piece of me, but <laughs> <laughs> close, close.
1: <laughs> All right, Intuit is hosted by me, Sam Sanders. The show is produced by Janae West, Travis Larchuk, Gabby Grossman, Jelani Carter, Taka Zen, and Ola Kimi Our fearless editor is Jordana Hokeman. Our engineer is Daniel Turek. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. And honestly, Breakmaster, if you're hearing me now, I challenge you. To make a toxic remix. It's my favorite Britney song. Remix it, dude. I want to hear it. All right. The executive producer of audio at Vox Media is Nishat Kurwa. Listeners, we are back on Friday with a brand new episode. Until then, said it before, I'll say it again. Leave Britney alone. Bye.
2: Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business
3: infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle.
0: And with supporters like you, they can reclaim our rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit plannedparenthood.org slash future to learn more and support their cause.